Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the New Lexington Bible Church weekly devotional podcast. I'm Pastor Brian. Thanks for tuning in once again, and uh, it's always a pleasure to start out the week in the Word of God, and I'm just excited uh, here to uh, continue this study through the book of Ephesians, the letter to the Ephesian church by Paul, and uh, we're still in chapter 2, and we'll be looking at uh, verses 19 through 22 uh, this morning, and uh, so what a privilege it is. It's, uh, it's good to know the Lord. It's good to set aside uh, time to study and meditate in His Word and to pray. And uh, we get a lot of strength to get through our week that way. Church is important. It's important to assemble and worship. And then our devotional time is important to uh, keep us centered and settled and and established and and everything else through the week. And then midweek is important too because you you get to come together and get that strengthening right in the middle of the week the fellowship and the encouragement to just uh to just continuously live the best life that we can live for for our god you know and um none of us are perfect but uh if we'll do these things it'll really help us uh walk closer to jesus every day and um and and that's just a blessing so it's good to have everyone tune in i thank you again i'm 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 especially appreciative of everyone's uh, encouragement and support um, through the podcast, do know that I'm praying for all of you, um, and it's just good. So let's uh, let's pray in and let's get to our lesson this morning. Father, we thank you, Lord, for another day, another week, and another opportunity to serve you. And uh, we thank you for your holy scriptures and the truths that you reveal to us through them, <clears throat> only by your Holy Spirit. And God, as we open up our Bibles. To start this week, we uh, we pray that you will bless us, um, open up our eyes of understanding, Lord, give us the ability to comprehend what we are studying, and then help us apply it in our lives, uh, that we will be better Christians and walk closer with you. Uh, it's always a privilege, Lord. I ask that you bless me, help me to teach um, this lesson the way you would want it taught, Lord, and. Um, God, I just ask that uh, it'll be fruitful and that it'll make a difference in our lives, Lord. I, I pray for everyone that listens into the podcast, for my church family, all my friends and family, and everybody on social media and everything else, Lord. I pray for all of them. God, everybody's facing something today, uh, but I know so many people that are just doing their best to seek you every day in their life, to put their trust in you, who have who have are believing on Christ for salvation. And God, I just pray for all of them, for for whatever their needs may be, whether it's health, spiritual, physical, financial, whatever the situations are, you know each and every individual, Lord. So I just ask that you bless them all this morning, and that we'll get a blessing from studying your word together today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's look here. Ephesians chapter 2, starting in verse 19, uh, Paul wrote wrote this to the church. Uh, The scripture reads, Now therefore... Ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together, for inhabitation of God 
through the Spirit. Um, so that's how Paul finishes up there the second chapter of Ephesians. Of course, you know, we have it broken down in chapters. Uh, actually, the letter would probably just be written all the way through what we have is, you know, chapters one through whatever, and, you know, six. Um, they, they have is the, the actual manuscript would just have it as just one continuous letter. But so for the sake of uh, having the chapters here, we've got the, the, the end of chapter two there. And so um, Paul is, is continuously building on <clears throat> the, the unity between Jewish believers and Gentile believers. If you remember there where we left off before this week, we were dealing with the, uh, the reconciliation unto God uh, in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, that's verse 16, uh, talking about the fact that the Gentiles would now no, no longer be strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. So you see how that, through Christ. So now the Gentiles, they're a part of it. Amen. And so um, what the Gentiles were before Christ, strangers and foreigners, right? Rejected, despised, um, the uncircumcision, dogs, you know, we were, we were nothing. You know, we had no hope. We were without God. We had no place. In the promises of God, we were uh, we were just eh. that's just you know that's how we were treated, um, outcasted. Um, but then, but God, um, because of Christ, has made us uh, fellow citizens now with the saints, and so um, it's actually interesting. So it's important to point out here: the saints is anybody that's been saved. Okay. But the word saints is also appropriated to godly Jews in the Bible. Um, make note of that because it shows up in the book of Revelation. This is just a little side note. And when it does, and it talks about the saints being overcome, some other stuff, um, there's actually some references there that are dealing with the Jews in the tribulation that have nothing to do with the church. Um, and so it's important to realize that <clears throat> that we are we are fellow citizens with the saints so there that's a reference to the saints that would be talking about godly Jews but in Christ we are considered saints and so it's important to understand that but the word saints does not always specifically apply to New Testament Christians in the Bible so it's just important to make that side note um, but we are fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God so let's look Let's look at a couple things here. Um, what I want to point out to you is in Christ, you are not what you were before you got saved, right? So one of the things Paul is dealing with here with the Jews and the Gentiles is the Jews are struggling to accept the Gentiles into the body of Christ, even though the Gentiles are believing on Christ. And so it, it's important that we realize um, you know, that because they've gotten saved, they are no longer strangers and foreigners. Never again will they be alienated. They're not dogs. They're not the uncircumcision anymore. They're not outsiders anymore, but they're fellow citizens with, with all the saints. So let me point this out to you. In the body of Christ, in, our, in the church, 
the church and in our churches, our local visible churches, we need to we need to do better because people are coming to Christ or searching for God and wanting to come to Christ, but they're running into hypocrite, religious, pharisaical Christians that alienate them and dog them and treat them like outsiders and make them feel unwelcome. Shame on you. Uh, that's not acceptable, and God will not tolerate that. Um, that's not a church. That's a cult. Don't forget it. All right, so there's my two cents on that. When somebody gets saved, it doesn't matter what you think of their past life, who they were, what kind of sin they wrestled with, what their problems were. It was God that delivered them. It was Jesus Christ that paid the price for that sin. They put their faith and trust in Christ. They are every much uh, is welcome into the household of faith, into the household of God, verse 19. They're every much as part of the family of God. They're every much as part of being fellow citizens with the saints. They have the same uh, stake. They have the same rights. They have the same inheritance that the rest of us have. Amen? And so hold on to that truth today um, because there's too much judgmental spirits in our churches and we need to cut it out. Uh, God's not impressed by that. So praise the Lord uh, today, no matter what you were, uh, when you decided to trust in Christ, that became your past, and you became a fellow citizen with the saints and of the household of God. So um, basically, let me tell you this, all Christians are first-class citizens of heaven, amen, um, and should be treated that way. Um, dealing with this end of the household of God, in Christ, we're made members of the church, Amen. And so it's important that we realize that everyone has a place and a role and God will use them and plug them in and the different things and use them to be a blessing to the church. And so um, when we run them off, we hinder our own spiritual progress and development, which is what Paul begins to shift towards here. Look at this in verse 20. And are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets jesus christ himself being the chief cornerstone so we see this uh very important some very important doctrinal stuff to keep in mind here uh one we see that there is a um there's a foundation that's been laid of the apostles and the prophets and jesus christ is the chief cornerstone so um it's important to realize that uh a foundation only needs to be built once, okay? Um, Christ was the chief cornerstone, which means everything was built upon him. And so he would be um, he would be the center of the foundation, all right? So the whole building um, of the structure, the whole building that's been put together by God is supported by Christ himself. He's the chief cornerstone. He, he, it's, it's all built upon him. So no other foundation can any man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. The gospel, his sacrificial works for us on the cross, everything. He's He's the foundation of the entire Christian faith and of in our practice and, uh, and everything else. Now, Jesus commissioned the apostles and prophets to do a foundational work in the development of the church. That work has been done once. That work has been completed. Now we have a continuation because what happened is they were told to ordain faithful men 
that were qualified according to scripture to pastor those churches, to continue church planning work, to continue the mission work, to continue growing the faith worldwide. All right. Not everybody that plants a church. Okay. Let me put it this way. Church planners today are not apostles. All right. The apostles are done. They've done their work. That's been phased out. Now we have church planners and pastors and missionaries and things, which is still very biblical. So it's important to realize the foundation was built. It's already been done. Jesus Christ is the cornerstone of this. Christ is the foundation of the whole thing. Um, <clears throat> so we know about this, uh, this chief cornerstone in the sense of it would be cornerstone in the earth right and the entire structure would be supported by that um he would be the he christ would retain the weight and the burden of the entire building i want to give you another one though that i found was very interesting there's an actual cornerstone that refers to the keystone of an arch now basically the stone occupies the highest place within the arch and it provides support for all of the other stones within it. So if you look at it from that perspective, not only are we stabilized and able to stand because Christ is our foundation, but if you look at it in that sense with the arch, then you could also say that Christ is the preeminent one in the church who's above all, supporting the rest of us, um, and he's the indispensable one. If you remove him, the rest of the whole build, uh, the rest of the arch collapses. But also points to the fact that our connection with heaven is through Jesus Christ. So I thought that that was neat too. So I would add that um, another use of a cornerstone there that it, it, that I don't think many people have thought about. Uh, I just learned about it myself as I was doing the study uh, today. So, um, but so we see the foundation of the building laid once. Christ, the cornerstone. The work of the apostles, um, everything is built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ being the chief cornerstone. Now listen, verse 21, in whom all the building fitly uh, framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord. Isn't that beautiful? Um, we're seeing that um, Jesus Christ is the source of of the church's life and growth. Amen. That's why it's put in there at right after we see it. I mean, connected. We're built upon the foundation. Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone. In whom? In in who? In Christ. All the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord. So it's all about Christ. In Christ we are added to the church. In Christ, we grow in the church. In Christ, the whole temple with the body of Christ grows towards the final consummation when the, the cornerstone or the top stone shall be brought out, which is Jesus Christ returning for us, and he'll be brought out with shouts of grace from all of the saints, from every fellow citizen, even the ones that churches have outcasted and despised for this reason or that reason if they truly have trusted in Christ they'll be as rejoiced they'll be rejoicing like the rest of us 
so we see that um, so Christ is responsible for fitting it all together um, it's Christ who adds us to the church it's Christ who grows us within the church and then look at verse 22 in whom ye also are builded together <clears throat> for a habitation of God through the Spirit we are made holy temples ourselves for the Holy Spirit of God and we are made a holy temple in the Lord um, so let's look at a couple lessons here and then we'll close out alright one uh, when we're saved God indwells us so the Holy Spirit fills us God indwells the church saved Jews and Gentiles together form a living sanctuary in which Christ dwells and this is where he reveals his glory. Amen? The temple is holy. So we are to be holy because he is holy and because the Holy Spirit wants to use us as a temple. And so we need to keep the temple holy. But the temple is in the body of Christ that's formed is a holy organism. It's a living organism. It's alive. It's, it's well. Um, it's holy. And it's to do the works of God. It is set apart from the world, and it is dedicated to Christ, and it is set apart for sacred purposes. To evangelize the lost and spread the gospel and build churches all around the world. As a holy temple, the church is a center from which praise, worship, and adoration ascend to God through the Lord Jesus Christ. So we ought to worship every day in our personal lives. But then we have a dedicated place of a sacred purpose to come together and worship and let our praises and worship and adoration of our Savior who saved us from our sin ascend up together as an offering to God in which he's glorified and that's why we go to church. Amen. Um, Paul then further describes here that this holy temple is in the Lord. Right? So we're, we're our member, the members of, of the body of Christ were made holy positionally through our relationship with Jesus Christ and we should live holy out of our love for Jesus Christ um, and so here the body of Christ is a dwelling place of God in the spirit and our bodies are made a dwelling place of God uh, in the spirit so that we could live in the spirit and walk in the spirit and be spiritual and and then and then allow God and the Holy Spirit to bless us and strengthen us so that we can make the biggest impact that we can in our lives on the, those around us for the Lord. Amen. Hope that was a good a good devotional for the week. I enjoyed doing it and uh, wow, what powerful Man, what I can't even scratch the surface of all of the information that's in these letters from Paul to the church in just a 20-minute-a-week devotional. I, I can't. I can't even do it justice. But um, how deep, how deep the message is to us, the revelation of himself, and uh, I hope that it's a blessing to you. It sure is to me. And it just makes me want to live my best life for Christ. I hope you can say the same. Let's pray out. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word this morning. And uh, it's, it was a good, convicting message, Lord. Let us embrace your power to save all who believe, to welcome all who are seeking after a relationship with Christ into our churches, 
into fellowship, Lord. Because if they believe, then just like your scripture says, Lord, they're no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Lord, let us accept those in and build them up so that we can all be built together just following your pattern of how you've built upon the foundation that you are the you're the cornerstone lord and you you've built up and framed this together you've you've built the foundation it's been laid once and for all and then we're all just a part of the building that's coming together and then one day you're going to come back lord and everything will be perfected just help us live our best for you to be faithful and to love those that you send in our path, Lord. I, I again, I pray for everyone that listens into the podcast, for my church, Lord, for my family. We love you. We thank you for your many blessings in our lives. Keep everyone strong until we meet together for our midweek service, Lord. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, thanks for tuning in. I'm Pastor Brian, and I'll see you next time on the New Lexington Bible Church Weekly Devotional Podcast.